front. Come to the front. Hello. Y'all think I'm playing. Just wait until I get off this mic. I'm going to go be. I'm just kidding. I'm really nice. Half kidding. Are you done talking? Y'all done talking? Good. All right, guys. Welcome to Elevate. Hello. Welcome to Elevate. Don't make me go up on quickly on you. All right. Okay. Welcome to LA, guys, where we meet every Friday at 7 p.m. Be here or be square. <laughs> All right, right, God. Next slide, please. You got it, Brian. Everyone say good job, Brian. Woo, Brian! Woo! All right. Well, we have this visitor contest. Have you guys heard of our visitor contest yet? If y'all didn't hear the visitor contest, shame on you, breakout leaders. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. So the visitor contest basically is you bring a visitor, um, your friend, your cousin, your whoever, your tia, if she's like under 18, you can bring her too. So um, you bring a visitor, and when you bring a visitor, you get a box of candy, and they get a box of candy, right? And then the second part of the prize, so there's three, three levels, right? There's that weird baby blue prize. Bring a visitor, get candy for you and your friend. Number two, bring the most visitors, right? And at the end of June, well, technically at the end of what? July, right? At the end of July, come, you come to our missions trip, right? <laughs> so bring the most visitors, and at the end of July, um, that person is gonna get a scholarship for our missions trip, so it's a very cool time. And then you you bring the most friends to an E-night when we have like events and stuff like that, where we usually have more fun, and it's more like game-oriented. Um, you win a $25 gift card. How many likes? How many people like the hip? How many like shopping? I like shopping. You like shopping? So $25 gift card is what you ring, uh, what you bring, what you win when you bring the most friends to an e-night. So uh, bring those friends, bring those cousins, bring whomever you'd like, so you can get all that stuff, right? Cha-ching! All right, here at MPI we have a uh, uh, vision. It's loving God, loving people. MPI is our church, Metro Praise International, and you are here at Elevate. So we love God, love people. One thing that uh, Julian says every Friday that Steve says is, if you have a problem loving God, I mean loving people, is because you have a problem loving God. And that hit my heart so, 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 it like rocked me, you know? So you have to love God to love people. And if you can't love people, well, you, you got to get into the word and you got to love God more, right? So this is how we're going to show you how we love God and love people. Uh, yeah, we're going to show you uh, through connecting. Now, what, is it, what does it mean to connect? Like, you know, you connect one thing to another, right? So we connect you to Jesus. So over here, you know, you have people around you. You have people like Brian, like Harold. You have people like Ellie, Rudy, Nikki, all these people. Sorry if I missed uh, Stephen, you know, Carmen. They're your leaders. We're here for, for, to help you. We're here to mentor you. We're here to connect you to Jesus, to talk about what it is to love God and how you love people through that. And how we do that is through our 101 or, and our life group. Every, uh, I believe it's first and third. There we go. Tuesday, oh my gosh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Before it was just Tuesdays. Now it's Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays. And we meet every first and third. Technically, if you have more information on that, come to one of us and we'll give you more of the details. So we connect you through life groups and we talk to you about Jesus. We have a good time at that. Then through um, connecting you that way, we mentor you. It's called the 101. So it's a little book out we have in a lobby. Um, and basically, it's seven steps to your spiritual life on how to love Jesus. And we show you through reading your word, through hanging out with people, you know, through praying, through having Christian, you know, fellowship and all that jazz. So come to one of us. If you want to know who Jesus is and you want to know how to live for Jesus, start the 101. It's changed my life. I'm, I started it six years ago. So you guys can start it now and be where I am at, you know, where I'm at seven years later, right? Amen. This is, uh, and then once we finish doing the 101, we have a 201, and then we send you to do the same thing. We reach one to teach one to reach one. It's a cycle, and that's how we tell people about Jesus. We can't just tell ourselves about Jesus, and that's it, because how do we grow the kingdom? How do we tell people about Jesus if it isn't through that? So our mission here is to tell people about Jesus so we can accomplish our goal. And our goal here is 50 churches 
in Chicago, 100,000 disciples and 500 churches around the world. So if you believe we can do that, say amen. Oh, you guys really believe that? Yay. <laughs> okay. Um, if you guys can stand up for me, please. And sit down for me. No, no, sit, stand up. Uh, no, sit down. No, I'm kidding. Stand up. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I like playing like this. Uh, okay. So every week we do this thing called tithe and offering. How you, how you guys listen when we talk about it? Or do you think we're just like taking your money? You better not. Okay, so tithes and offering. Basically, it's a command by God, right? It's in the Bible. We give our first fruits. We give 10% of our tithe. You make 100 bucks in a week, you give $10. So it's your tithe. It's your total. It's 10% of your total income. Not like, all right, I'm going to get this 100 bucks. $20 was for my mama and $80 for me. You don't tithe off the $80. You tithe off the $100, right? And an offering is whatever you offer to God after that. So say you give your 10 bucks, but you decide to give your $90 because you're awesome and you're generous and you want to reap a harvest and you just love Jesus and the church. By all means, do what you need to do. So tie 10% of your total income and offering whatever you want to give after that. Now, for a very, 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 very amazing equation chosen by the very beautiful Alyssa. What is 10% of X? All right, not 10% of 90, right? Not 90, this is SAT, y'all gonna need this to get into college, okay? So what is X? And whenever you find out what X is, then what is 10% of that? Who wants to try? Who wants to try? And the answer is not 90. It's not 90. And the answer is not 21. Okay, 9 plus 11, 21. No, it's not that. So who wants to take a guess? Who wants to take a guess? No, Jason, you don't count, you're too old. You're not in high school anymore, okay? Get over it. Thanks. Come on, not even our teacher knows. Oh my gosh. True, she's an English teacher. So she only knows how to use the letter X. Come, come here. All right, so we're gonna teach you how to solve X and we're gonna give you a point on your SAT and your ACT in college. You know it too, Raul? Come here, come to the front. Yeah, come to the front. Of course, you raised your hand, duh. We're gonna have a battle of what is X in five, four. Hurry up, you, you're a slowpoke, come on. All right, what is X at the count of three? Together, get closer, I'm not gonna bite you. What, no, what is X? We gotta find out what X is first. One, two, three, what is X? 39. You snooze, go sit down. Dismiss, take a walk. Bye, bye Felicia. Okay, so what is X? It's 39, so what is 10% of 39? Uh, $3.90. Yay! Most complicated equation ever. Thanks for that, Alyssa. You're the best. You're the, you're the best. All right, guys, we're going to say this together at the count of three. At the count of three, right? We're going to say this, and then we're going to pray, and then you're going to, you know, bring it up to the front. Buckets are going to appear magically when you open your eyes, right? So one, two, three. Remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to this to receive. Lord God, I thank you, God, for this student body. God, I thank you, God, for the students, the leaders, the church. For I just thank you for you, Lord. And I just pray that you would continue to bless us, Lord God, that you would continue to just um, give us, God, generous hearts, God, and a loving heart. Um, just to continue to just to preach your word and talk to people about Jesus. Um, because, you know, we want to spread that gift, Lord. So I thank you for what you're going to do tonight. I thank you for the word that's going to be brought forth. And I um, just pray that you bless this offering and that you bless the church, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The buckets are here.
Well, what? Elevate! Elevate! All right. Here's the dealio, all right? Last week, we had an E-Night. The person who brought the most visitors, guess what? Did not come tonight. And they had a gift card that had their name on it. Guess what, though? We're not going to give it to them anymore because they should have been here. That's how things work. So this is going to be one today, Sudden Death Style, in show the, show the picture, Bible Quiz. Dun, 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 dun. This is legit, okay? This is a $25 gift card to the hip. Not the rib, but the hip. All right, so I'm going to need... I'm gonna need at least one intern because we have interns now, guys. We got awesome interns. We have four interns for the summer, for the, the month of July. It's pretty cool. So I'm gonna need at least one intern and then I need at least three 101ers, all right? So can I please get that? All right, raise up your hand. I'm gonna just pick on you. Okay, go ahead. Ellen Maurice, come on up, come on up. Every up, give for Ellen Maurice. All right, I'm going to start picking on you if you don't come, man. So if you're in one-on-one, raise your hand. Yo, you're being too scared. Okay, JoJo, you're coming up for my default. Come on, JoJo. Go ahead. Come on, come on. Let's see who else I got. Searched all over. Couldn't find nobody. Searched high and low. Still couldn't find nobody. Nobody great. Okay, I got Shamal right here. Come on, Shamal. Get it up. All right, this is good, this is good. I like this, I like this. Now, anybody in general want to come up and try to win this? Anybody, it can be anybody now. Anybody, don't be too afraid. I'll pick on you. I will pick on you. Going once, going twice. And so to Ivan. Come on, Ivan. Everyone's a winner today. Everyone gets candy, okay? So that's the bottom line. All right, so this is how it's going to happen. You guys are going to go once, you guys are going to go once, and then the winner of those two goes against each other for that, that, uh, this gift card, all right? So you guys just move over there real quick. Move over there, move over there. Now you guys come together. Bring it over here. You stand over here, JoJo. You stand over here. Simple, simple. This is all it's going to be, man. If you know the answer... You don't say, oh, oh, it's Moses. No, you go like, you raise up your hand. All right? I need my other intern right here. She's going to be the official keeper. She's going to see who rolls her hand first, right? And I got my other intern over here. He's going to make sure just in case. Just in case she's cheating or something like that, okay? Just want to make sure. I know, you know, they can give you some of the candy in the back and all that. They're like, here, man, can you have some? All right. You guys ready? It's going to be a simple question. Okay? Who was the successor to Elijah. Five, four, three, two, one. And anybody know the answer to that? You guys can stay, you guys can stay. What's this answer? Stay out nice and loud. Elijah, Elijah, okay. All right, I'll give you guys a super easy one, all right? What is the second book in the Old Testament? And thus, the Bible. Exodus? Is Exodus the correct answer? Sir says yes! You, you did awesome. You get this candy. Well, no, you actually don't get a candy, just in case. Yeah, okay, but you get a candy, okay? Go ahead and take it. We love you. We love Shamal. Hey, everybody give her Shamal again. All right, you stand over there. You're in the finals. All right, I want to see Ivan, I want to see Ellen Maurice come over here. All right. Let's do this. Yeah, get ready here, okay? All right. What is the longest book in the Bible? Is Psalms the correct answer? Can I see over there? <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> Is Psalms the correct answer? Yes, okay. Everybody get it for Ellie Marie. She got it. 
All right, you get to pick one of these two. You get to pick one of these two. Don't come on, man. Don't be hating and all that. You just all all salty as he's walking away and all that. We love you though. We love you. All right, the finals. JoJo against Ellie Maurice. If you think JoJo's gonna win, give it up. They didn't think he could do it. If you think Ellie Maurice is gonna win, give it up. It's pretty tied. It's pretty tied here. All right, I'm gonna make this difficult, okay? In the 101 book, in lesson two of the cross, the three S's that are given, sin, sorrows, and sicknesses, what is the scripture, or at least the book, for the first one, for the sins? What book is it quoting from? See, that's, that's difficult right there. That's real stuff. You want to guess? Okay. Isaiah? Is Isaiah correct? Anybody, nobody knows here. I think Isaiah's correct. Is that correct over there? I'll just look into it. Brian. Brian, everyone knows it. Brian, everyone look at Brian. Brian, is that correct? Yes or no? Yes, it is. <laughs> you want a gift card. My gosh, look at you. You're on fire today, man. Go you got, you got Reese's, though, man. That's, that's acceptable. Everyone give her both of them. It pays to come back to church, you see? It literally pays to come back to church. Literally pays. All right, guys. We're going to be now going into our sermon. So we can go turn that slide to that thing right there. All righty, all righty, all righty. And I want to see, actually, because we have a little lopsided thing over here. I want to see that last row right there in that section. I want you guys to come to this one over here. And I just want you guys, as you're doing it, just to do something really funny, like do the cha-cha or something like that, or like dance the Macarena as you're going that way. We got people making it rain. Yep, yep. Don't be too shy. Everybody else, look at your neighbor and say, hi. Just like that. Hi. And then let them know three things that you like to do in the summer. Three things. <laughs> three random things. I like to eat ice cream. I like to... Awesome. Getting to know the people next to you. See, this is what it's all about. If you are not talking to that person, it's okay. You missed your opportunity to make a friend. It's okay. Maybe one day you'll have that opportunity again. I don't know. All right. We are now continuing on in this whole entire season called the Summer of Fire. Everybody say Summer of Fire. This whole entire summer, we have dedicated to teaching what it means to get on fire for the Lord. We believe that being on fire for the Lord is the thing that the Bible is teaching every single person. It says for us to be disciples that make disciples. It teaches us to be filled with the Holy Ghost and so that we can be effective witnesses to everywhere we go. It's not this kind of a, a Christianity where you just come, you get it for yourself, and you go back home, and you never think about it for the rest of the week, and you come back on Friday, and then you hear it, you get a little more moved a little bit closer, and then you go back, and then for years and years and years, you keep doing this just a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and then one day when you're really old, you finally have enough wisdom. You finally get it. No, no, that's not what the Bible is teaching. The Bible is teaching that you can get it today, that you can do it today, that you can hear the word of God, and you can apply it today, and this is what it's talking about, being on fire for the Lord, being a disciple that makes disciples, being a generation shaker, being somebody who's able to speak the truth in this day and age, being a prophet to the nation, letting people know what the truth of God is, being part of the gospel so that you can see people's lives get changed, chains broken, the captives set free, those who were once lost now found, those who were stricken, hungry, gone and, and out. You can see those people get changed if you would just be faithful to the Lord, if you would just be faithful to what we're talking about for this entire summer, if you would just say, yes, I want that. I want to be, I want to make a difference. I don't just want to, you know, one day just see like uh, an animal and say, oh, I'm not going to put like a new bone in an animal. I'm going to be a veterinarian. Nothing wrong with veterinarians, but there's more to life than just helping animals. 
There's more to life than that. There's more to life than, than just the little things that we think about. There's people around us that need to hear the gospel. There is a lost and dying generation that needs to hear the gospel. I believe it, and I believe today that we need to hear that. We need to catch the fire of God. We need to open our eyes, listen with our ears, and hear what God is saying to us. We're not so far off as a generation. Just because you live in 2015 doesn't mean now that God is not still speaking, that God still does not care about you or love you or did not design you. He still believes in you. He still created you. So he still knows everything about you. And he still believes that what he said in the Bible is relevant for today, that it can be used by you for today, that you can do something with it. You can go into your high school. You can start a Bible club. You can actually start talking about God. You can look at you can go after school and evangelize outside in your corner of the school you can start talking to people hey can I talk to you about Jesus can I please let you know about the Savior can I please let you know about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords can I tell you about the truth of God can I tell you about that can I tell you about the light in this dark world can I tell you about that we're talking about today why should I be on fire that's the title of today's sermon. Why should I be on fire? Everybody said, ooh, why should I be on fire? Get all sassy. You didn't even care. You're thinking, what is on fire? That's a Christian term. What does on fire mean? It means for you to be passionate about God, for you to be bold for God, and for you to be uh, uh, just bold and more and, and out, out there for the Lord. When you think about being on fire, when you think about that in general, you think, I would never want to be on fire. I would never really want to, like, literally in my physical life, like, I'm, like, walking one day and, like, I'm making eggs or something like that, and then, like, fire catches on my arm. I'm like, oh, no. At that moment, you would not want to be on fire. And if you were, like, one of those, like, really silly people, you're like, oh, I know what Pastor Ellie was talking about. I'm glad I'm on fire now. No, that, no that's not what we're talking about. Once that happens, stop, drop, and what? Yes, you see, you guys learned it. If you wake up and it's smoke in your house, what do you do? You crawl to your door, and what do you do once you're at your door? Well, what, what side of your hand? The back of your hand, you see. Okay, I'm glad. Okay, we have fire safety in this place. Woo! Okay. See, we're teaching you. We're teaching you a lot of things here, okay? We're teaching you your Bible. We're teaching you fire safety. Know where you go if there is a fire. Don't be left one day, you're like, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? And then you have to, like, break your window and, like, jump out of it and all that. And then you fall, like, three stories down <laughs> to your death because you weren't thinking about what you're going to do. All right. Let's, let's pray, and then we'll get into the actual message. Let's bow our heads, close our eyes. Father God, we thank you for tonight, God, and I ask that you would just speak to the, to the hearts of every single person here, God. Let your word be that, that it's coming through. Let your spirit convict. Let your spirit be inside each and every single person here that it would just, that he would just com completely just wipe away all the doubts, all the insecurities, and that you would just plant that seed today, God. I pray today that, that there would be lives that would be changed. In Jesus' name, everybody said. If you have your Bibles, please turn to Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. If you don't got it, then look at somebody's Bible next to you. Yeah, you can do it. You can, like, look over their shoulder and all that stuff. And then when you're looking over their shoulder, you can, like, whisper something in their ear. Be like, hi. I'm watching. I'm watching what you're doing. I'm watching. I like your Bible. You can do that. Just, like, just lean over really, really creepy. I like your Bible. <laughs> Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I'm sorry, slow pokes, but we're going fast today. So Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 says this. You are the light of the world. Everybody say light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand. It gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. This is the scripture verse for today. Now, I want somebody really tall to stand up. Really tall. Really, really, really tall. If you are above 5'10". If you are above 5'10". Okay. Okay, 5'10". 5'10". Okay, well, you're good. You're good. Come over here. 
You can stand up. Come on. I want Brian to come up to the front. Okay. If you are below 5'3", please stand up. Are you ready? <laughs> you already knew. All right. Raul, come over here. Raul. Okay. All right. And I need just somebody else. Jojo, come on. Come on, Jojo. I'm sorry, man. You, you're still small, okay? So we love you still, okay? All right. I want you guys to do your best to try to cover Brian so that everyone here can't see Brian. I want you guys to give your best. Do your best. Just try to stand in front of him. Try to, try to make so, so that people over there can see him. You don't even have to do that. You don't even have to do that. Go ahead. You can't stand against, you can't stand on each other's shoulders or anything like that, but just yourselves. Go ahead that way. I want to ask you guys over there. Jaleen, can you still see Brian? Are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure, sure? Aaliyah, can you still see Brian? Okay. Rudy, can you still see Brian? Okay. Is Brian hidden right now? Are you sure? I don't know. I think I can still see him. I'm sorry, guys. It's no, it doesn't happen that way. One more person. Let me see. You, who has really bad eyesight here, okay? Who has really, really bad eyesight? Okay. Leilani, <laughs> I know my wife has really bad eyesight. I can trust her with that. Can you go all the way to that corner over there? Yes. No, no, no. Keep him, keep him with you at least. We don't, don't want to fall on the way over there or something. My wife's eyesight is bad, okay? Just, I know, I know. Yes. All right. <laughs> can you see, see Brian over here? Yeah, you can still see him? You can understand the color, of, right, of who he is. <laughs> the pastiness of the green, right? All right, everybody, give it up for Brian and for the two shorties in Elevate. Thank you for being short. We it was it was given glory to God today. So obviously it cannot be hidden. Somebody who's taller cannot be hidden. So I want you to think about this simple thing that the Bible is talking about right here, right now. The Bible is saying that once you are saved, once you are a disciple of Jesus Christ, that you are the light of the world, that you literally are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Now I don't know about you guys if you've ever left Chicago, if you ever, I don't know how far you've gone from it, but you can go pretty far from Chicago and still see the skyscrapers. You can actually, at w if there's the, a good enough day, good enough weather, you can actually see across Lake Michigan, guess what, or at least parts in Indiana, you can still see what? The Sears Tower. You can still see it. It's just so big. And that's our city, and our city is in flat plains. We don't even live in a hillish, hillish place and all that. This Bible is talking about there's a, there's a city on a hill, and you would never miss it. You would never be able to say, whoa, you know, like, I, I was, like, walking. I was trying to go to Peoria one day. I was trying to go to Rockford, and I missed it. I didn't see it. That's not what it's talking about. You would see this thing. It's going to be so obvious, so plain. The Bible is saying that you are a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Once you are filled with Jesus, once you understand, and once you've given your life to him, it is not going to be, well, is he saved? Is he not saved? Do we, do we understand? Well, I don't know. Is he reading his Bible? No, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be so obvious and so plain because the fruit that you're bearing is so obvious and so plain. People say, oh, I believe in God. But you know what? Who else believes in God? The demons believe in God. What do they do? They shudder at God. They shudder at the idea of God. If you say, I believe in God, guess what? Thank you. Thank you so much. You, you're just along with the demons as well. But if you want to be different, if you actually want to be more than that, if you want to be connected to God, as we talked about in our, in our strategy, this is what we're talking about, giving it all to God. And once you've given it all to God, you are that town. You are that light. And once you have that light, what would you do with that light? If you knew that this world was full of darkness, what would you do with a light? Would you say, I'm going to put it in the highest place so that everyone can see it? Would you? Or would you say, well... I'm glad I lit this, this lamp on, uh, this, this candle on now, so I'm going to now put on a little bowl over it. Or I'm going to put it in my closet now where I, never, I don't even need it. Would you do that? I don't know. It depends. Are you, are you weird like that? I don't know. Maybe. Do you have a, like a little shrine dedicated to One Direction in your, in your closet or something like that? Oh, you know, just one day, one day. I got his hair. <laughs> I got their hair, you know got their sweaty rag they threw at me one day. 
It's just so amazing. I don't know, man. People, people are weird, okay? I don't know if you were like that. I had, to th- I had to go there, okay? But even then, you would not, for the purpose of having a light to shine in your house, you would not put it anywhere other than in a place where it can be seen. Likewise, that's what's supposed to happen here. Why should you be on fire? Why should you care? It's because once you're on fire, you are the light of the world. You start to shine in this world. You start to, you start, to show, uh, start to shine brighter than anything else in this world. When you see people just putting a bunch of stuff negatively on, on Snapchat, on Instagram, on Facebook, whatever you go to, whatever you do, okay? Maybe you go to Reddit. Maybe you like to pin stuff in Pinterest. I don't know what you like to do. Once you start seeing things go bad, there are you supposed to say well too bad you know now I'm just gonna now hide my faith over here I'm just gonna go hide behind everything and I'm not gonna care about any anybody no you let your light shine because you know that you have the answer that you have the truth of God that your transformed spirit is exactly what this world needs Your transformed, born-again spirit is exactly what this world needs. Once you're saying, I want Jesus, that's exactly what this world needs. That's exactly what your family needs, what your mom and your dad, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins, your babies, uncles, whatever you want to say. They all need Jesus. Your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your exes, your futures, your husband, your wife, your widow. I don't know. I don't know. You can't be that can't have a widow that means you'd be dead deep thoughts okay so i'm sorry honey i don't, I don't want to be your widow or th- i don't know i just i don't know what happened there i just blew up my own brain it was going this way and then that thought came in and it was just like <laughs> now i'm just collecting it i'm collecting it you see, you wouldn't be ashamed of this because you know that it's the answer you know that it's the light the one true light that's left if you could see the world for what it is, if you could see all the, all the evil forces, if you could see all the negative things, if you could see that, how do you think it would look like? The Bible uses the analogy of light and darkness. The Bible makes it very clear that if somebody's not serving the Lord, they have no light inside of them. If you go around and you look inside these different neighborhoods, you see the lights. Yeah, you have these orange lights and all stuff from the city of Chicago, but is that really what we're talking about? No. Why is there so many, why is there so much violence in these streets? Why is there so much stuff happening in your schools? Because there is no light inside of them. Because there's no light there. There's nobody there saying, I will stand up for the Lord. I want to be what this scripture verse is saying. You think this is really complicated? Once you start reading Matthew, the first book in the New Testament, five chapters into it, Jesus starts talking about this. Jesus starts talking about this. He's not wasting time. He's not wasting time here. He's saying, hey, you know what? This is the most famous sermon in all the Bible, the Sermon on the Mount. Right away, verse 14 says, you are the light of the world. You are a town built on a hill. You cannot be hidden. You cannot be silenced. You cannot do that. You are different. The question is, do you want to be that? Do you want to do that? Do you think that the gospel is the answer? Do you think that the gospel, that Jesus Christ dying for sins, dying for the things that have plagued the world, that has weighed down the world, do you think that that's the answer? Do you think that that's the answer? Do you think, oh, a higher education is going to be answered for that? It will will help a little bit, but it won't be the ultimate answer. It will be the band-aid on the person who has just gotten on fire. It would never help. Imagine that. Imagine you see somebody set on fire and it's just terrible. You see that their flesh is melting off of them. And you say to them, well, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help you. I'm going to give you a Gatorade. What? Come on now. Let's put some common sense in this, all right? Would you say, well, I'm going to do now. I'm going to you know, just put a little Band-Aid over you. And I'm going to, okay, there you go. It doesn't make no sense. Exactly. It makes no sense because we know that that's not the real answer. The real answer is that they need to be put in a coma because the pain is unbearable and that something needs to happen. They need to get skin grafts on their body. They need to do that, literally. They need to have heavy medication. And even then, there's still recovery. You have the answer. You have it. If you say, I love Jesus, I want Jesus, I know what Jesus is to me, I've laid it down, I'm going after God, and then you know then that the gospel is the answer. Go to Romans chapter 1. 
Romans chapter 1, and I'll tell you the verse. Verse 16. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I don't think you're all ready for this verse right here. I don't think this verse is ready for this youth group. I think this, this verse should be banned in this youth group. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this, if this verse is, I don't know, man. I don't think we believe in this. You know, we kind of believe in the Bible a little bit, but I don't know about this scripture verse. I want to ask you all. Does this, as you look in your Bible, does it say, does it say, for I am scared of the gospel? Is that what it says? Is that what it says? I am scared of the gospel. I get really intimidated when I see people when I'm on the street, when I see people in my schools and they're like, look really big, they're in a football team and they're all like, you know, really like hardcore and like, oh my gosh, like I get really intimidated. Is that what it says? That I am scared of people and the gospel? It says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. I am not ashamed of the gospel. It brings salvation to everyone who believes. The light that's inside of me is being pushed out. It's actually starting to do something in this world. It's doing something. It's making a difference. I'm not ashamed of that. People need salvation. Otherwise, they're lost. They're destined to go to hell. But I am not okay with that. I am not ashamed of it. I'll be somebody that talks about it. I'll be somebody that cares about other people because I understand that what the gospel is is for anyone who wants to get saved. Anyone. Verse 17, for in the gospel, the righteousness, righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last. We don't even care about righteousness anymore, do we? We don't even care about righteousness anymore. We think whatever is politically correct, whatever, is, whatever people are saying right now in media is correct. Whatever the celebrities are getting over, it's correct. Gay marriage. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. You know, we'll just, we'll just say it's okay now. You're all like, oh, no, man, he went there. He went there. He went there. I can't believe he went there. You understand? All oh, people having sex before marriage, that's okay. People not serving God, that's okay. That's what I'm talking about. We can we look at this, we would see there's a righteousness that's in God, that's given through faith. But without that, we're not righteous. You can say, but I'm a good person. No, that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean anything. You're a good person by your own standards. That doesn't mean anything. Your standards might not even be good enough for somebody else. You're not at that level. Ding, ding, ding. Guess what? What was that? The elevator. You're not on my level, okay? For real. There's a righteousness that comes from God, and it's God's way. It is God's righteousness that comes on us. We are made whole. We are made holy. We are made pure by God, and that happens only when we accept Jesus, only when we have that gospel that changes us, that understands that, man, that Jesus died for my sins, that he died for a person like me. When I was lost, when I was corrupted, when I was jacked up, he still died for me. That's what we're talking about in this place. And that's what you should not be ashamed of. You should never be ashamed of it. It don't matter how young you are. You should never be ashamed of standing up for God. If you're saying, I don't know a lot about God, then read your Bible. That's all you have to do. Just continue to read your Bible. This is in the Bible right there. Once you read that, you're going to be like, oh, my gosh, I should never be ashamed. Oh, my gosh, the light just comes on. I should never be ashamed of the gospel because it is salvation for those who who are believing. It is actually the pleasing aroma of Christ. It is a great thing. The Bible says somewhere else that, as I just said it right now, that to some, the gospel is a pleasing aroma. The cross, understanding what Jesus did on the cross, is a pleasing aroma to, to people. When they hear about it, they're like, thank you so much for telling me this. Thank you so much for sharing the gospel to me. Thank you so much because I was so in need of a Savior. I was so in need of it. But the Bible says to others, it reeks to them. It reeks to them. Get that Jesus out of here, man. What are you talking about? What are you talking about God over here? Don't you know I don't care about that? Oh, my mom believes in that. 
Don't you know I don't care about that? That's, I'm just waiting for my mom to get, you know, to smart up a little bit, you know, get, get in tune with the world and what they're saying because, you know, I know what everything, I know what, I know what really is the truth. When you hear about Jesus dying on the cross, it becomes offensive to some people. But you, what you're supposed to do is still not be ashamed of the gospel. Not be ashamed of what Jesus did because Jesus gave it all for you. Jesus gave it all for you. The last scripture verse we're going to go to is Mark chapter 8. And can I have the band come up? Don't be afraid, guys. You can come up. I actually have everybody else stand up as well. Let's do that. Let's get ready. Mark chapter 8, verse 34. When you're there, you can say amen. You can say holla. Say holla, holla, holla. All right. Mark chapter 8, verse 34 says this. Then he called the crowd to him along with his disciples and said, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. Just like lower down a little bit, guys. Just take it easy. Take it easy. Verse 35. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. Whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. You want to save your life? Do you really want to see things changed around in your life? Do you want to be built up? Do you want to be born again? What do you have to do? Does the Bible say you go ahead and you try to save it on your own? You try to be so strong? You try to be so powerful? Is that what the Bible is saying here? Is that what God is saying to your generation? Is that what God is saying to you? He's saying no. He's saying, guess what? If you want to save your life, you lose it. You deny yourself. You pick up your cross and you follow me. You follow what I did. You follow my ways. You become a true disciple. Verse 36, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? Or can someone give in exchange for their soul? That's letting you know your soul is more valuable than anything in this world. It's more valuable than all the things combined at the hip. It's more valuable than everything combined in Michigan, on Michigan, on the Magnificent Mile. It's more valuable than any expensive city that you can go to. It's more valuable than somebody came to you and said, I'll give you a million dollars if you strip down right now and show me everything. It's more valuable. Your soul is more valuable than all that combined. Your soul is more valuable than what you can even think. It was so valuable that God himself said, I want to see that person get into a relationship with me. So what did he do? He came down, became a man, and died on the cross for your sins so that you can be connected to God, so that you can have a real relationship with God. You want to be the light of, of God? You want to be the light inside of this world? Here it is right here. This scripture verse is for you. Let this be something that you live by for the rest of your life. Verse 38. If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his Father glory with the holy angels. Man, I, you know, if you're not paying attention, man, get off the phone, pay attention right now. Because this is, this is a future right now for every single person in this room, including me including my future children, including people who are not yet born. Literally, this is the future. This is going to happen. Mark it in your calendars. Don't put it actually on a, on a date because that's not how we do things, all right? Don't put it on a date, but mark it like somewhere in your calendar. Be like, Jesus returning. Jesus is going to come back, and this is what's going to happen. If you were ashamed of God, if you were ashamed to be the light of God in this world, if you were ashamed of the gospel, if you were ashamed of Jesus' words in this life, you best be assured right now that when you stand before your maker, before the person who created you and knows everything about you, he is going to be ashamed of you. That is devastating. No one would want that. No one would ever want to be 
ashamed of from the person that should know them the most and most intimately and loves them the most. It's true that God did send his son to die on a cross. It's true that he loves you that much. John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But his only begotten son will be ashamed of you if you are ashamed of him. And that is the truth. That's what the scripture verse is saying. Today, you can make it right. Today, if you want to be the light of God in this world, we're going to give you the opportunity to do that. So everybody, let's bow our heads. Close our eyes. Let's turn out these lights over here. I'm going to ask that the interns come up and also righteously redeemed and the ambassadors, their, their leaders would come up. Right now, everybody in the front that's here right now, they want to pray with you. And guess what? It ain't, it ain't the same thing as before. It's not just adults anymore saying, I believe. No, no. It's actually people saying, it's actually youth that are saying, guess what? I want to make a difference now. I actually want to do something. I want to be a, a light in this world. I want to share the gospel. So if you want to receive prayer, let me just, let's just, uh, let's just pray first and then you can come up. Otherwise, we'll be dismissed. We'll do that. But I implore you right now, I don't care if you've heard this a million times. I don't care if you're, you're, your parents are an SUM or you're, yourself are, you're, you're an SUM. I don't care if you've, if you've been a disciple, if you've gone over the one-to-one -one book 17 times. I don't care if, if you were born in a church. I don't care what it is that you think that you did, okay? If you right now want to be a light inside of this world, if you want to be that, I want you right now to just ask God right now in your heart, God, would you please seal this, seal this want and this desire in my heart right now. Protect this desire inside of me right now, God. Protect this desire, Lord. Don't let anything come and steal this seed in, in me right now. Don't let anything choke it. Don't let anything come and scorch it. God, let this seed, let this, this faith that I have right now, Lord, please, God, let it just grow. Even if it's just the tiniest bit of faith, even if it's just the tiniest, tiniest bit, protect it right now. Ask God, God, would you please come in right now? Jesus, Lord, we are asking, God, that you would come into the lives of everyone here, Lord. That in this place, that you would speak strong, God, that you would be stronger than, than the voices inside of the world that are, are, are speaking to them, God. That all the winds and all the waves of conformity in this world, all the things that the devil himself has put into initiation, God, I pray right now against the God, that they would hear your voice and your truth so strong in this place, God. That the strong and mighty God would come in and reign in their lives right now. That your mighty power would reign in their hearts right now, God. That your spirit, your royal spirit would come in, God, and clean house. Jesus, I pray right now that your spirit would come in and clean house. Take out all the things that are not of you. Uproot all the things that are not of you, God. And make it right. Make it whole. God, any valley that's low, bring it high. Any mountain that's high, bring it low, God. Anything that's in the way, the paths that are crooked, make them straight right now in the name of Jesus. All chains, all things that are binding, I break them right now in the name of Jesus. All foggy things, all scales over the eyes of people, all the hearts that are hardened, I call, I'll call right now for clarity in the name of Jesus. Let your word pierce. Let your word come in, God. Let your son be exactly what they see right now, God. Let not the world be what's in their eyes. Let not the world be what's tempting their hearts, God. But let your sweet presence, let your sweet gospel be what they hear right now. Let the sweet aroma of your cross be what they hear right now, Lord.
Jesus. If you want to receive prayer, if you want to come up, you can go do that right now. You can come up to any one of these guys that are standing right here and they'll pray with you. Don't be shy. Don't be intimidated. Don't be scared. It ain't about what people are going to think about you. You heard it here first. Don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed of the truth of God. Don't be ashamed of Jesus. Don't be ashamed of him. Be the light of God right now. Accept the light of God inside right now. Accept the light of God inside of your heart right now. Jesus. We are making time right now for, for people to make bold declarations right now. If you want to receive Jesus, if you want to actually be the light of God, if you are already a disciple but you want more boldness, come up, receive prayer. Don't be ashamed. I'm telling you right now. This is not something you want to play with. You don't want to play with a living and holy God. Just because you don't see it on the internet, just because you don't see people endorsing him, doesn't mean that he doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that what he says is still not true. Jesus. Oh, Lord, you can do it in this place, Lord. And now I'm just going to pray a prayer of dismissal. Jesus. I thank you right now, Lord, for what you're doing in the lives of those who are here, the interns, those who are in one-on-one, and those who really want you, God. I thank you for their lives, God. And I ask that you would continue to speak to everybody here who still has not made that, that, that decision, God, that they would be the light inside this world, God, that they would not be comfortable in the darkness, God, but that they would want to be a light, that they would want to be a torchbearer, that they would say, I want to be a person who holds the answer, I want to be a person that actually changes this world. I want to be a person that actually sides in the truth. I don't want to be just another person. I don't want to be just another person that's just following what the world says. Oh, Lord, I thank you right now, God, and I ask you, God, that you would do that in the lives of everyone here. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Hallelujah. All right, everybody here is free to go. If you want to receive prayer, you can still come up. You can still come up to one of these guys. You can line up behind them. Otherwise, you are free to go 